Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. Let me give you a brief snapshot of the events that take place before our selected scriptural text. The Philistines had gathered their forces together to make war against King Saul and the Israelites. A Philistine champion named Goliath, who was a giant of a man, came out from the Philistine camp and shouted out to King Saul and the Israelites to choose a man and have him come out and fight him. And if who they choose is able to kill him, that the Philistines will surrender to them and become their subjects. For 40 days, the Philistine giant Goliath shouted these words. But the Bible said that King Saul and his army were afraid to take Goliath up on his challenge. A brother named Jesse had three sons who were with King Saul in the army of Israel. And Jesse sent his youngest son named David to take provisions to King Saul, his older brothers, and the other soldiers. When David arrives at the Israelite camp, he watches Goliath come out of the Philistine camp and he listens to him shout out his challenge to King Saul and the army of Israel. He watches his brothers and the other soldiers cower in fear. So he says, I'll fight this giant. So King Saul was told by some of his soldiers about David's confidence and his willingness to face Goliath in battle. So King Saul sent for David. And when David was presented to King Saul, David did not meet up to King Saul's assumed expectations. When King Saul saw David, he said, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight. 
you are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. In other words, David is not what King Saul expected. And let me pause right here and say that oftentimes we don't meet others' assumed expectations of us. And I want you to know there will be some people that we will cross paths with in this thing we call life that we will never be able to meet or achieve their expectations of us. King Saul assumed that David would have the appearance of a warrior. He expected David to, to have some battle scars. So when David shows up handsome and good looking, he certainly does not look like nor fit the type of man that King Saul expected to see. Though David did not initially meet the king's assumed expectations, guess what? He met God's. <laughs> God had anointed David to fulfill his purposes. And I stopped by this morning here at New Providence to let you know that when you are anointed by God, you have to come to grips with the fact that you are often considered a misfit by others. After hearing David's testimony of how the Lord had given him victory over the lion and bear while tending his father's sheep and the confidence that David had in God's ability to give him victory over Goliath. King Saul says to David, go and the Lord be with you. But before King Saul sends David out to fight, he attempts to dress David in his stuff. <laughs> Saul puts on David his tunic, a coat of armor, a bronze helmet, and gives David his sword. <laughs> King Saul, deacons, put on David what worked for him in his past. But listen to me good. Just because something works for somebody else does not necessarily mean that it's going to work Come on, for you. David tells King Saul, I cannot go 
in these because I am not used to them. And the Bible says that David took those things off. Then David took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from a stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine giant named Goliath. Now, in verse 41 of chapter 17, the Bible says, meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. Wait a minute, y'all missed that. Let me read that again. Meanwhile, the Philistine, when his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. Come on, let's check out closely what the text tells us. While David was approaching the giant, guess what? The giant was not alone. His shield bearer or armor bearer was in front of him. And let me pause right here to say to you, don't be shocked when you discover that the enemy doesn't fight fair. When Goliath approaches David, he sees that David is alone. He sees that David does not have an armor bearer with him. But check out what Goliath does. He still sends his armor bearer out ahead of him. And those of you who are good students of the Bible know that one of the primary responsibilities of the armor bearer is to protect the one who he is bearing armor for. Oh, Lord. David just did not have to contend and worry about Goliath only. But he also had to deal with his armor bearer. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying if Goliath really wanted to fight fairly, he should have sent his armor bearer back to the Philistine battle lines. But I'm here to tell you, don't be shocked. 
when you discover that the enemy does not fight fair. When the enemy shows up, guess what? He is never by himself. The enemy will bring others to try to gain an advantage over you. Mm. Y'all give me five more minutes. Well, the Bible says that when Goliath got a good look at David and saw that he was a young man with goodly features and when he noticed that David was not armed with weapons used in normal warfare. The Bible says that Goliath despised him. Here is Goliath, the Philistine champion, standing over nine feet tall, robed and ready for battle, and standing in front of him to challenge him is a young man with a staff, a sling, a shepherd's pouch with a few stones in it. Goliath felt that the Israelite army was disrespecting him by sending out the likes of David to fight against him. Listen to what Goliath says. He says, am I a dog? <laughs> that you come out at me with sticks? It is interesting, deacons, to note that Goliath focused his attention on what he thinks is David's most prominent weapon. He focuses on David's staff. What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying that sometimes God will cause the enemy to focus his attention on what the enemy feels is our greatest weapon. The enemy oftentimes incorrectly judges or makes a faulty perception of us simply because of what he thinks is our greatest asset. The enemy may see our staff and think that it is our most dominant weapon while God is going to use the sling and the rock that we are carrying to prevail against the enemy. In other words, lean over and tell your neighbor, I am more than what you see. Oh, y'all didn't say that convincingly. Tell your neighbor again, I am more 
than what you see. I got some stuff that you can't see that will help me in my battle. Goliath focused solely on what he saw when he looked at David. He felt that David was unprepared for battle. But Goliath <laughs> did not know that the weapons that David was equipped with were weapons that were God-directed. Well, Goliath despises David and then curses David by his gods. He tells David to come on. I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Though Goliath stood several feet taller than David. And though he was dressed and arrayed in armor. Though he carried the weapons of modern day warfare. And though he threatened David's life. David did not allow what he saw in the natural to intimidate what he believed in the supernatural. In other words, David believed that his God could and would deal with this giant. He had confidence. Somebody say confidence. He had confidence that his God would supernaturally come through for him. So instead of being intimidated by Goliath, instead of him cowering in fear like King Saul and his armies, David declares by faith, what was going to happen to Goliath and the Philistine army on that day. Can I pause right here and say to somebody that sometimes we have to speak the word of God by faith to the giants that show up in our lives. Did you hear what I said? We have to learn how to speak the word of God by faith to the giants that show up in our lives. Too many of us never have a faith that answers the enemy correctly when the enemy comes and huffs and puffs and tries to blow our house down. Some of us 
need to tell the enemy to shut your mouth. <laughs> Some of us listen too much to what the enemy has to say when we ought to tell him to hush his mouth. Okay, all right. In other words, we need to stand upon God's word and declare to the enemy what God is going to do to him. David says, I'm almost through. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The God of the armies of Israel. Whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and I'll cut off your head you talk about giving my carcass to the birds I will give your carcass and not only yours but the whole Philistine army to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. This brings us up to our selected scriptural text for the day. All that was preliminary. Now we're at the text. The Bible says, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. New Province and friends notice with me David's posture. He does not run away from Goliath as King Saul, his brothers, and the other men of Israel did. But David runs toward him. David does not retreat nor does he take a defensive posture, but he goes on the offensive attack. And the Bible says, while moving forward, David reaches into his shepherd's pouch and pulls out Somebody say a stone. Now remember my brothers and sisters that prior to his 
battlefield encounter with Goliath. David, by faith, picked up out of a stream five smooth stones and placed them in his shepherd's pouch. Somebody say five. David had seen the size of Goliath. He had seen his armor and his weaponry. He saw Goliath's armor bearer before him carrying his shield. Yet David chooses to only arm himself with his staff, a sling, and five, somebody say five, smooth stones. To the natural man, without a personal relationship with God, it would appear to the natural man that David has made one of the biggest mistakes of his life. It looks to the natural man that David has shown up to a gunfight with only a knife. But to the child of God, we know that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Though it may look like that we are outnumbered and outgunned, and though it may look like that our weapons are not sufficient. We know that we have a power in our possession that will give us victory over every battle that comes our way. And the Bible says that David reaches into his pouch pulls out a stone, places it into his sling, and flings the stone toward Goliath. And the Bible says that the stone struck Goliath in the forehead, broke his frontal bone, and sank into his head. And guess what? Goliath, the Philistine giant, Goliath, the Philistine warrior, Goliath, the Philistine champion, fell down on his face and died. Tell your neighbor he died. And as I close this message, though David had picked up five stones, 
Let me suggest to you that all David really needed was one stone <laughs> to accomplish his assignment. And let me pause right here to say that there are some of us here today who failed to go out and fight the giants in our lives simply because we don't feel that we have enough stuff to fight the giants with. And the truth of the matter is that we have more than we need to fight and win against all the giants that show up in our life. The enemy has tricked some of us into believing that we don't have a snowball's chance in hell of defeating him due to our own limited power. And check this out. If you try to fight the giants in your life, in your own power, you will be defeated every time. Why you say that, Pastor? Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Giants are spiritual in nature. And so to defeat the giant, you and I must depend upon a power that is greater than us. Let me remind you, when the enemy comes against you, I'm here to tell you that you have a stone in your spiritual bag. Tell your neighbor, I've got a stone. What stone, Pastor Wood, do you have? What stone do I have? I've got a stone that makes the difference. I've got a stone that always gives me the advantage. I've got a stone that the devil can't stand against. What is the stone that you have? I have the stone of his presence. Come on, somebody. You have the stone of his presence. And that's the only stone that you need to fight against any of the Goliaths that show up in your life. Wait a minute. Paul, what do you have to say? Paul says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I said, if God is for us, who 
can be against us. I'm so glad that I have a stone that I can carry with me. I've got his presence. Do you have God's presence in your life? I don't know about you, but he walks with me. He talks with me along. <laughs> Life's narrow ways. I thank God for his presence. I want y'all to do something. I want y'all to symbolically do something. Act like you've got a bag on your side. Now take your hand and reach into that bag. Grab out the stone of his presence. Now declare to the devil that I've got his presence with me. And because I have his presence with me, I can say like David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? All you need is one stone, the stone of his presence. Come on, stay. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919 919- Five five two three five three one, or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.